put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we three witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and hilarious judgments. Welcome to Hex Rated. I'm Lily. I'm Scarlet. I'm Blackbird. And this is Jay. Yay! Yay! This is our friend Jay. She's our fourth. She's going to introduce herself and talk a little bit about herself. Hi there. I am a geeky, adventurous, crazy, blue-haired, wild child. Um, I'm basically a former roller derby girl. That's how I met my coven or uncoven if you shall um basically i started attending about two years ago and just started dipping my toes in because they were like it's no pressure just you know come check it out and about i guess november last year was when i was like this is it i'm a witch because i i started writing my own invocations at that point and it was our ritual for vengeance and justice and isn't that like a really powerful, like empowering moment where you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I am a witch. Fuck all y'all. Yeah, it felt like like just like walking through a door where I was like, that's it. This is this is what I am. Like, I have no doubts anymore. Yeah, I didn't really realize you were holding back until you weren't anymore. Because, <laughs> I mean, you always felt like you fit in and I always enjoyed having you. And every time you participated it felt really natural and um but when you brought uh one of the first invocations that you wrote from scratch we were all just like blown away like why you've you been, been keeping this under a bushel yeah yeah it was like that moment in the craft when we we're like we found our four i think i actually said that i think i was like you guys not you to sound like it's the craft especially when you wrote that one um i don't know if it's an invocation or just like a spell asserting that you felt like you were of the east and suddenly i was like holy shit it, it does. It completes everything because I am the West. And I'm the South. I, I'm the North. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> We're really, really super excited that you are part of our podcast now. Thanks for having me, ladies. Yay. And I'm really glad you brought up our social justice and like vengeance ritual that we did back in November because that is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. We, uh... We were a little dismayed at the election. Understatement of the year. <laughs> of the of the century? Possibly the century. Definitely. Of the of, millennium. Of my lifetime, for sure. Um, a little dismayed with the election of, uh, I can't even say President Donald Trump, because it makes me throw up in my mouth a little every time I say it. <laughs> anyway, we were pretty uh, not happy with the results of that. Um, so we decided to have a ritual that was started out kind of as a just spitballing, hey, let's let's curse some Donald Trumps, but uh, it ended up being a lot more, uh, just a lot more encompassing than that. Well, and the the social media trend of uh, witches kind of banding together and doing some witchcraft for social justice was already kind of floating around. There had been that um, mass cursing of Brock Turner. 
that I participated in, which was very satisfying. In recent news, last weekend, there was a big um, online mass uh, ritual to curse Donald or to bind Donald Trump. There was some controversy about it, but it was it was not really a curse. It was a binding. But we decided to do something original. And yeah, it definitely um, we're going to read some excerpts from the actual ritual. But what I think you summarized it very well that we were just sort of like, we're angry. Let's get it out of our system. Like, let's do some cursing and hexing and binding and all that good business. But um, it really became, it took a life on of its own in the way that we ended up invoking uh, several different goddesses or uh, mythological characters. And it, it's definitely something that we ended up even repeating or reprising in a way um, later. So before we get in too deep, though, I just have to give a shout out, which is fun that we even get to do a shout out um, on Instagram. One of the things that got this is really going to turn into probably a whole series on social justice and witchcraft and activism and what you can do as a witch and how to protect yourself and how to use the craft. And one of the we would probably have done it anyways, but um, on the grams when we were at the uh, Women's March in Austin because we couldn't be at the one in D.C., we posted a photo on Instagram. I had designed some bind runes for us to wear during the march. We drew them on ourselves and then took a picture of them. And I posted it on the grams. And um, we got a comment from Indigo Gray 13, who's awesome. She's one of our listeners. Thank you. And um, she specifically asked us uh, for more podcasts and specifically said that she would love to hear our thoughts on how women can protect and, and empower ourselves on an individual level and how we can use the craft to empower and protect ourselves. So uh, Indigo Gray 13, this is also for you. Yeah, so thank you, because we've been kind of dragging our asses uh, getting back into the podcast and booth. And also, um, I think that in general, a lot of people are, are feeling a lot of emotions. But uh, I think... For us four, writing a, a ritual and then kind of organizing our thoughts and talking about this topic, which is ongoing. You know, it's not do a ritual once and everything's fixed. This is like going to be at least a four-year endeavor that we're all in together. Or or maybe not. I mean, <laughs> oh, I yeah. still have hope. But even, even... I mean, there could be a meteor that hits the earth. Who uh, knows? <laughs> somehow that seems better. But no, I feel like I had been complacent and asleep like definitely and then suddenly i was like holy shit i've been sitting on my fucking ass my whole life basically and shit needs to change and i think that's the thing like as a pretty woke individual calling congress peoples and and writing letters signing petitions reading about politics every single day like i do uh, it doesn't matter if you're just now waking up to um things that are happening I, it doesn't it doesn't matter just jump right in I think uh, one of the things that we can probably talk about a little, but it's really easy to get fatigued right now because there's so much bad going on. So much. So pick one or two issues that are really important to you and try to focus your energy on that because that's really, otherwise you're just going to burn out. Yeah, definitely. So let's get this ritual started. Right on. Um. So I'd be actually, so what we did was all four of us picked a um goddess or um figure or archetype to invoke and not become possessed by but kind of um call on and act out in more of a theatrical sort of way but not in an actual like possessive like uh we were possessed sort of way i'd say aspecting a little it was, yes it wasn't even word. quite that strong but yeah yeah 
who I picked was Baba Yaga, and I'll get into why um, later. But I began our ritual by lighting a pipe and then passing the pipe around. And when everybody got the pipe, I asked, um, have you come for yourself or were you sent? Which is a common thing that Baba Yaga asks those who end up at her chicken-legged shack. Yeah, and it was really powerful just to start off the ritual by affirming, like, I'm here for myself. Like, I'm not here to just go through the motions or because I feel like someone else wants me to do this or because all y'all are doing it and I just wanted to hang out. Like, so I, I mean, I, I think that's definitely something that in some form or another, we ought to incorporate, you know, just that moment of grounding and centering and being like, I came here on purpose to do some fucking witchcraft it was very grounding yeah but at the same time like when i was asking i was kind of thinking too like we're yeah we're all here for ourselves but we're also here for everyone else who doesn't feel empowered in this way or doesn't know what to do like my sister's struggles or my brother's struggles you know in a way are my struggles you'll absolutely like, nobody no one is really free until everyone is free yeah it was That's a way right. to reflect on what what you were choosing to be there for more than just yourself so uh so we started off with the baba yaga have you come here mm-hmm. because you're center uh, are you yeah. of your own volition so, yeah and sorry. uh then we read some blessings which actually scarlet wrote and i'll let her talk about them um i'm a philology nerd so and that is the understatement of the year i lied to you earlier about trump that is the understatement of the year <laughs> <laughs> but uh so i had been i, I had a running uh list because i love lists and spreadsheets of another understatement of the year we should just make a list of all the understatements of the year them sheets y'all <laughs> XXXL. Um, <laughs> anyway, but uh, I, I really, I think a lot of us uh, ex-Catholics, uh, which I, I'm not one, but um, there is something appealing about the pomp and circumstance and Latin as a liturgical or magical language. Um, so I was playing around with uh, the classic uh, In the Name of the Father and the Holy Spirit as done in the Latin. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, sorry, what did I just You say? forgot about Baby J. Oh, my bad. Uh, sorry. So forgettable. <laughs> sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's not that important. Whatever, keep going. But anyway, so um, I I rattled off several different versions of a, a feminist or goddess-centric or m- more pagan-themed uh, trinity because, hey, we invented it. <laughs> um, so taking it back. Uh, so I came up with several and um, it just ended up that we had um, four really good ones that I liked. So we all um, took turns reading them since uh, four things is better than one. And so I'll just read them off real quick. And, and we also read aloud the uh, English translation. So that'll follow. But the first one was Nomine Domine Venetrisis et Strige Sancte in the name of the Lady Huntress and the Holy Witch. So, of course, instead of father, lady, um, son, huntress, and holy witch, uh, kind of a riff on the uh, maiden mother crone, but a little less uh, tied into um, women's uh, reproductive capabilities. And then, in nomine lenifice textrisis e sectrisis, in the name of the spinner, the weaver, and the cutter. So, going back to the Norns and um, the the fates of greek mythology also fyi i'm not good at speaking latin i'm good at reading and writing it so pardon me i did not do latin debate club 
um, in nomine osis sanguinis et ombre sancte, in the name of blood, bone, and holy shadow. In nomine nigre, rubiae et candide, in the name of the black, the white, and the red. And I also kind of got free and loose with the color words because um, there's, there's multiple synonyms for black, white, and red. Um, I chose the ones that I just liked aesthetically or ended up evolving into words that I liked um, in the English or Romance languages. I got little goose pimplies just having you read it right now. So then after that, we did our centering, the before me, besides me, behind me, besides me, yada, 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 which we've talked about before. I also, uh, as a Reformed Catholic, uh, family's Italian, wrote out uh, or rewrote some Beatitudes, which the Beatitudes are the um, blessed are the hungry, like uh, blessed are those who thirst for righteousness, like blah, blah, blah. Which are cool and all, you know, blessed are those people for the kingdom of heaven is theirs, but I'm not interested in your heaven. Um, so I rewrote them for, uh, and actually a couple of them Scarlet helped on, but um, I'll just read them real quick for y'all. Um, sacred is the whore, for hers is a carnal reverence. Sacred is the bitch, for she is a creature of viciousness. Sacred is the slut, for she is wanton in the face of repression. Sacred are the dead, for they are of the earth. Sacred is the hag, for the gifts of womanhood are hers. Rad. I mean, don't drop these mics because they were expensive yeah, and hard, expensive, hard but, to set up. But, but mic drop, but motherfuckers. Mic drop. And then um, after that, we did our, which we talked about before as well, our uh, white, red, and black invocation. So we're all going to go around and talk about specifically the ones that we wrote. And I get to start off because <laughs> I wrote... The one for white, shocking. Um, um, just a quick note on that. We did it kind of just, the first time we wrote it was for Beltane and it was just kind of the theme of, of that archetypal red, black, and white. And then we just sort of mad-libbed in uh, specific deities that are kind of in the current of that color archetype. So that that is what you were hearing. We took the template and then popped in. We do a lot of mad living witchcraft. We love it. Yeah, it's pretty the way to go. Yeah, I kind of just suddenly assumed that all these listeners like had been at our all these listeners our three listeners. Had, Don't be uh, like that. I know I shouldn't. I had feel, been at I our. I feel like other. they're with us all the time. I know. I, I feel you. Guys. Okay, so um, I picked Scotty, and for those of you who might not know who Scotty is. You should, like, totes get on the boat and know who Scotty is. But just real quick, she is part of the Nordic Pantheon. She's a Jotun. She's a giant. Um, and I'll just read to you. She's like a dark goddess of vengeance and justice. She's pretty badass. Doesn't give a fuck. Um, so I'm going to read to you what I wrote for Scotty. Scotty, glacial lady, witch of ice, mother of the coming storm, giantess of the Jotun, mistress of the frozen mountain icy huntress who understands justice you whisper to us ancient secrets of balance and power humming a twisted song we feel your bitter chill down to the marrow of our bones dauntless you walked into the hall of the asgardians as your father lay slain by these gods of men to claim justice from them your footsteps carved a path of audacious bravery, freezing your heart in the pursuit of what is right, your very presence demanded attention. May we all be so bold as to walk your path when faced with injustice. 
Shape our triangle as you shape our resolve. Oh, come and be our bow. And um, so just a real quick background on um, Scotty and what I'm talking about there. Um, so Scotty's father, I'm probably not saying this name right. I've only ever read it, not heard it. Um, Thiazi um, conspired with Loki. And there's a whole long story about how that happened that I won't go into. Uh, conspired with Loki to trick Idune into co- who was the goddess who tended to the apple tree that kept all of the Asgardians in the in the Vanir um, immortal and he, Loki and um, Scotty's father conspired to kidnap a dune and then have Scotty's father marry him and um, so then obviously this didn't really work out because then the gods needed their apples because then they were no longer immortal so they went in the Asgardians and they killed Scotty's father and so Scotty immediately then in the Eddas puts on her war gear and just storms into the Asgardian hall and is like demands justice she's like y'all killed my dad shit's about to go down and they're like just trying to placate her they're like okay okay what do you want we'll give you these cool things we killed your dad we know and she's like fuck all y'all and um so finally they offer her a husband she has to and there's a whole long story about that too that i also won't get into but um it's just she's just this really amazing goddess of vengeance and of justice and she was audacious in this she was like y'all killed my dad that shit is wrong and we're gonna take care of that and which is just amazing that she had that sort of i really i really want you to spell scotty for people so they're not looking up like s-c-o-t-t-i-e s-k-a-d-i i I mean it's all transliterated because they didn't use the but right but if people wanted to like research more on their own i would like them to Mm -hmm. spell it correctly i do that all the time i'm like i don't know how they spell this word so i'm just gonna type some shit into google and see what happens and scotty too a little side note she was the one who placed the so loki um got all tied up and they had a snake like uh having venom get dropped on him that his wife had to capture in a bowl but it was scotty who put the snake there because she and him had this big beef because he helped her dad kidnap a dune but then he also helped the asgardians kill her dad which is just like loki's deal yeah not cool bro loki mischievous fucking troublemaker so um, Lily wrote that one first, and it kind of set the tone. So, And I really liked what she did with her invocation, taking some of the mythology of Scotty and sort of writing it in a way of how to emulate her, or what her flavor of justice or vengeance is. So I chose um, Inanna because she's the goddess of love, but also the goddess of war. And, you know, she's very sexy and bossy and audacious. And the other thing that if you study Inanna at all, um, there are some great hymns by her priestess in Hejuana, who is the first named author in the history of everything. Um, older than Homer, um, you know, so and her writing. And she's a lady. And she's a lady. And her voice is just so modern. And a lot of her hymns to Inanna um, are actually very autobiographical because um, she was a priestess in Babylonia. Her father was the king and she was the high priest of Nana, um, Inanna's father. And that's a political and religious post. Um, They got invaded. She got ousted because she's the daughter of the king. She has this high, important religious political um, role in the city. And so many of these poems are about um, calling on Inanna to restore her to her position, to get rid of these usurpers. 
and um, eventually she did reassume her position, but uh, she herself took on the mythology of Inanna and used it to speak to her real life political and religious tribulations. So um, I was very inspired to that. So there's a little shout out to her in my invocation. And it goes like this. Inanna, scarlet lady, witch of blood, mother of largest heart, queen of heaven, courtesan of the gods, merciful godness who loves righteousness. By your delicious passion and relentless wrath, we know your name. Through you, we see the birth of our true selves. You were stripped bare and descended to Urkala, fearless. As your priestess and Hejuana's hymns sing out through the millennia, may we call out your praise for all time. Flow through our triangle as you flow through our veins. O oh, come and be our blade. That's it. That's the end. <laughs> the end. I picked Hecate for this ritual, and it goes a little like this. Oh, the reason I picked Hecate is because I kind of always do. I mean, she's kind of, <laughs> just fair enough. She's kind of my girl. I, I, you know, just she, you know, always calling Hecate when in when in doubt or trouble. Hecate, Hecate, <laughs> yeah, Triodia. Ooh, somebody might be listening. I don't know. <laughs> a shitty song i'd be pretty impressed if something yeah right from yeah. pantheon that would be actually D- story great. for a different day true that all right so here it goes hecate anodia triodidas lady of shade witch of all glowing charcoal mother key bearer torch wielding sorceress in your kingdom of underworld and ghosts our souls take root burrowing into wicked soil you are the path we walk where moonlight dare not touch. We honor you with our very blood. Moon, shine brightly. Softly will I sing for you, O Hecate, in the underworld. The dogs tremble before you when you come over the graves and the dark blood. I welcome you, Hecate, the grim one. Stay by me until the end. Empower our triangle as you empower the very core of our being. O come and be our fire. That was so good. And I just realized just now that the things that we said, oh, come and be our blank, were uh, bow, blade, and fire. And normally it's not three like destructive like weapon type things. But I, I didn't even realize that we'd done that until now. Yeah. I think you started it. So like I always wait until somebody, I always wait until somebody writes something already. <laughs> not really. But like if we're on a theme, I try to continue that theme because I think I had something else like, oh, come and be our mirror or whatever I would normally use for shadow, you know, Hecate kind of things. But then I saw that y'all had both used like implements of war. So because we got shit that needs to be destroyed. That's well, a fact. And Hecate is a torchbearer. So True. fire is, is instead of saying torch, which is a little benign, you're like, let's cut straight to the chase and just do the fire part. Well, also, I know, and I referred, I referred to this in in it. I said... You referred it? Referred. <laughs> I referred it. I referred to it, to her as glowing charcoal mother. And I, I had a, I took it, I did a journey one time, a path working, where she looked like, if you've seen the second Thor movie, she looked like the, the, the bad guys, like where their skin underneath was like embers. The dark almost. elves. Yeah, them. Yeah, it was like, but when they would blow up. Oh, oh, I see. You what remember? You're yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, her skin was just like charcoal, like embers glowing. Mm-hmm. It was pretty rad. All right, that's the end <laughs> of mine. 
and next we did our three kind of like uh in between colors so the triangle that would be in between the black the white and the red and i'm gonna let jay start with that because she wrote an invocation woo one of my first um we did like the offerings to the spirits and so basically for rose i wrote for boudica it was like boudica lady of wrath witch of fire mother of vengeance great ancestress celtic warrior queen you lead us in the preservation of liberty fearless mistress who show no mercy on her enemies gather to our triangle the spirits of our kin our tribes and beloved ones with honey we honor thee and then you toast them yeah. <laughs> like you do so why did you choose uh Bodica? i wanted some fiery warrior woman and i've also been really into celtic stuff lately because i'm about to go to ireland where so much magic is from. so it's jealous true. i've been there so much magic go it's uh, awesome i'm so excited so i wanted to channel that a little bit and that's kind of become a theme with uh, your stuff for the most part but what I like about Bodica and that you chose her is that she is like a real actual historic figure. Like she's not mythological. Like Bodica was a real lady who kicked some serious fucking ass. Yeah. And it was really great because we usually do for Rose ancestors and she is a literal person that the actual people today are descended from. So um, there's a real like flesh and bone connection to that. Um, so it, it was very moving. I, I wrote for Gray and I picked... It's Papalotl. Yeah. Sounded good. Yeah, because I just started researching some uh, goddesses that were, you know, warlike or angry and that came upon this and thought it was fucking great. I wish I could. She's Mayan? Uh, <sighs> Aztec? Aztec? I don't know. You're looking at me like I know. Yeah, I know. I'll be real. I'm so sorry. I don't really know I also, a whole lot yeah, about Yeah, and I did not write notes about this, so my bad. I did not come prepared for this portion of the ritual. You but, knew there would be a test. But at the time, I remember, I want to say, I want to say Aztec, but I don't know if I'm right. So I'm sure somebody out there can correct me. I mean, I could look it up real quick, but it's Nah, all just right. read it to us. I'm just going to read it because it was pretty rad. Okay. It's Papalotl, Lady of Death. Obsidian butterfly, bone mother, ancient teacher, star demon, wrap your invisible cloak around us. Show us your jaguar's claws this night. Welcome to our triangle, the spirits of land and soil, keepers of this place. With salt, we honor thee. And then you toast them. And I really liked uh, the title Obsidian Butterfly, which is traditional. It's um, it's a poetic kenning for, for bats, is it not? The... They referred to bats as obsidian butterflies. Right. It's beautiful. Um, I did Circe for Garnet. Um, Circe, Lady of Garnet, Witch of Transformation, Sovereign Mother, Dread Enchantress, Daughter of Helios, and Sister to All Witches, Sorceress, Sorceress of Aea, Circling Your Prey Like a Falconess, you possess formidable knowledge and strip bare those who would profane it. Invite to our triangle the spirits of the other world, guides, totems, and gods. With bitter wine, we honor thee. And I'm sure like most people, you probably had to read the Iliad or the Odyssey in high school. Um, we did the Odyssey, so that I had was... to translate the Aeneid. Oh, yeah. Not as good as the other two, I'll just be honest. Oh, I like the Aeneid. The Aeneid is good. The Aeneid is good. I won't I won't diss it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um uh Circe 
uh, Odysseus and his crew get shipwrecked on her island, and uh, she makes merry, uh, giving everybody wine, and then turning them into pigs and other animals. So um, yeah, so she's definitely a goddess of transformation, but not like hippy dippy like. I feel good in my bikini body transformation. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to fuck you, you up should. and make you like this sick parody of what like a misogynistic pig you are. So and then there's a kind of a, a Greek pun in here, too. I, I said uh, circling your prey like a falcon is um, some etymologies of Circe or circle. So circling. And also that's a kenning for uh, birds of prey, because, of course, they circle in the sky searching for their prey to swoop down upon. So. Greek puns, you guys. Greek puns. That's what we do. And then it's Medea. So yeah, now no. Blackbird. Now it's Medea. Sorry, I want to go back to It's Papalotl because I had like five seconds to look it up. Yes, it is Aztec and I am the winner of my own memory. Good job. So, yeah, right. No, she was she was made of... She was a skeletal goddess. Shit, son. Right? Wasn't she goddess of dead babies? Yeah, that what? too. Yeah. Like That's so metal. That is so it's metal. Really metal. And then, you know, Jaguar Claws. That should be like our like band name. Goddess of dead babies. Somebody's got to. And why right. not us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even play an instrument. Make it happen. Nor Make it happen, Blackbird. None of us have any babies either, so it's all right. That's true. Somebody's got to protect the dead ones. All right. Oh, okay. So this next portion of the uh, vengeance and justice ritual, we all picked kind of a, do we all do the same kind of thing or did I just throw in Medea? No, you, you not quite aspect Medea. Not quite aspect. Yeah. You even came up like kind of dressed like her, remember? Yeah, you know. (laughs) I know how you do. (laughs) Like I do. Did we all dress? Yeah, we did. Kind of. Yeah, remember you were wearing a mask. Yeah, the cat uh, mask. The cat mask. We did. Yeah. So uh, I I may let uh, Scarlet jump in because you know mythology, bro. I can't talk it good, but I can read it real good. Stop putting yourself. I'm down. not putting You're myself a beautiful down. Goddess. Oh you talk God. good all the time. It's not true. Okay. I well, love you so yes, it much. is. It's true. Okay. Wow. You are beautiful. This turned into no matter what, what you say, words can't bring you down <laughs> okay that, that's all i know so don't you song. bring me down to dirt oh shit <laughs> should we just start uh, singing <laughs> i was trying i was doing like a share there for a minute i like it i don't like don't you bring me down anyway so so i did a like kind of did a recitation of medea's prayer because medea kind of you know not necessarily fitting of a normal type of woman in athenian society she she was she didn't definitely not fit the norm because she was said to be very intelligent very skillful which was more that was more masculine not that the women were dumb but the greek men just didn't realize the women were humans well particularly in athens um women were not citizens uh, men were and um, Athenian women were not supposed to make direct eye contact with men. Um, they were very segregated inside their houses. Um, Athenian citizenship was determined by your parentage. Um, so you had to have an Athenian father. And back before they had paternity tests, the only way to be sure who your father was was to keep your mom locked the fuck up. And what's super ironic about that is Athens obviously named after Athena. Uh, yeah, Athena don't play with that. Yeah, no, Athena would not be down with that. Fucked up, dude. But um, I I like I like Medea a lot because um, a lot of people tend to conflate paganism with witchcraft. Um, which there there's an umbrella, there's a Venn diagram happening there. But 
Um, Medea is a great example of someone who is considered a witch, a sorcerer, someone who... She was, yeah, depicted pra- as, as a priestess of Hecate. Yeah, so she was not like someone that like professionally worked in a temple or, you know, somebody that was at home practicing some state religion. She was considered a sorceress, sorceress. Yeah. practicing black magic. Um, so just merely worshiping pagan gods or, um, you know, being into nature and all that it is, is not the same as practicing witchcraft. That was not her jam. So that that's very explicit. Um, we tend to think of paganism or non Abrahamic faiths as being synonymous with witchcraft. And that's not necessarily true. You can be pagan and not practice witchcraft. So read up on Medea. Um, good distinction. Yeah. yeah. She basically, so her husband, Jason, Dick. A real dick. It's a bad name, bad name. Yeah, don't, no Jasons, no J names, basically. I have a rule. Oh, oh, sorry, Scarlett. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, her husband's name starts with a J. Yeah, it's okay. What about J? What about J? Oh, J! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! No, it only starts with, it's only dudes. It's only dudes. It's really only Jason. Just Jason. (laughs) Just this guy. Just this particular Jason. Other Jason's downstairs right now. Okay, that Jason's okay. Just like, just this Jason. Point proven. Point proven. Just the Jason for Medea. Medea Jason. Only Jason. Okay, so what happened? Jason's a dick. Jason's a dick. So he like, you know, starts fucking around on her. She actually does this super cool thing that has been repeated throughout history where she sends the the woman that he's fucking around on a poison dress, which is the best. Well, before that, so she helped him out on his stupid ass quest. Oh, yeah, that's true. Going all over the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. Jason of Jason and the Argonauts yeah, fame. Yeah. Holding the finding the golden fleece. Yeah. So she helped yeah. him out, did all this cool witchcraft and shit to help him out. Yeah. And then he rolled back up to Greece and is like, I'm gonna marry this uh Grecian lady. Princess, and, yeah. And like, you know, get on the up and up, uh, even though I'm already married. And uh so Medea was not cool with this, no. but was like, you know what? You do you, Jason. Go ahead. Go do it. No, really. It's fine. Go do it. And she's like, to show you how cool I am with this, I'm going to give you all some sweet ass true. swag. Yeah. Wedding gifts. Because I'm cool. And the sweetest swag was a poisoned cloak. So, of course, homegirl puts it on. Fucking Her dies. skin erupts into to boils and she dies. So great. And then while everyone's like, oh shit, Medea was not cool with this. <laughs> Back up. She's like, oh yeah, I'm going to murder our kids. And she did. And she totally did. She did. And then she flew away in a chariot drawn by dragons. Toward the sun. Like you fucking like you do. do. Like when you a do. man fucks you over. That's what you do. You fly off in a chariot of motherfucking dragons. Like so, a motherfucking sorceress. So some may consider her manipulation of people and men specifically. And a, child murdering. And child murdering. What? Negative trait. That's so cool. I mean, the child murdering I'm not so down with. But I Oh, did, but our band name. I know. Murder, d- d- dead yeah, babies. Dead baby. Dead baby protectress. Yeah, sh- she wasn't doing that. She was making the dead babies. But... I, what I wanted to do was get in touch with with the negative trait of manipulation and not necessarily jealousy, but absolute vengeance, especially when it pertained to Donald Trump, because I think his misogyny is one of the most horrendous qualities about him. Another understatement I mean, of the year. I'm just going to make a list. For real. Out of so many heinous qualities, but that one really stuck out for me. So I I wanted to call on Medea 
to help out with uh, uh, traitorous fucking men. So, so I, I had a little prayer or I found a prayer that somebody, someone had written, you know, as Medea. I think it's actually in an ancient text. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, we're going to say it's true. Whatever. We have a we're podcast. We're going to say it's true. I'm podcast. pretty sure it's from an ancient text. Well, there's several plays featuring Medea. Right. Euripides has a really good one. Yeah. So, And that's also where we get a lot of really great uh, Hellenic lore is from plays and stuff. Yeah, it might. It's that that may be. But she basically calls on Hecate to say, like, help me out. You know, lakes, streams, mountains be with me. You know, I, you know, I, I, I make the clouds flee. Just some really great shit. And uh, and that was really powerful. I recited that. And uh, and then we were off to the next part. So so uh, the next part was basically I, I pulled some shit off the internet seriously because I thought okay this ritual could be okay or it could be fucked up but it turned out to be way better than just even what was written so we took a bowl with some water in it right help me remember guys yeah sure I'm feeling that <laughs> bowl with some water and we went outside with this bowl of water and we were in kind of a side yard under the moon yeah, usually we do stuff in the backyard, but the side yard's kind of open on two sides. Um, so as we got started, like, we were very aware that, like, people could kind of see and hear us. Right. And at first, like, there's that self-consciousness. And then, but then, like, we all kind of in turn were, like, you know, kind of quiet. But then we were like, fuck it. <laughs> like, well, so the whole point of it was to take the bowl, set it on the ground. And it had, I think there was some, like, herbs and things also in the bowl. Um, the water wasn't from, I think maybe we put some well water in there from your well. And didn't you have some melted hail water or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's what we did. I think we got, yeah, we got melted because hail, you know. hail is angry. Hail is it's angry. the angriest precipitation. That sounds, yeah, I think that might be what we did. And we melted the hail water. It was in the bowl with some herbs. And so the, the ritual was to wet your forehead three times with the water and then it just says, cry out into the night. So what we decided was we would yell out maybe some of the things that we wanted, like justice or vengeance or uh, name some other shit. And I think that that was kind of an afterthought because I think yeah. that we all were just like, okay, cry out into the night. What does that mean? But we didn't discuss it. We just right. all went over there, put the water on our faces and then cried out into the night in the way that seemed appropriate for right. each of us at the time. We did not talk about it beforehand. It was just everybody mm -hmm. cried out. It ended up being what kind of we wanted, right? Yeah. Do y'all remember what you cried out? I think I, I was crying. I said like vengeance or something. I know that you actually shouted out like bitch, slut. Like some yeah, because we had to do it three times. So everybody, I think, said three different things every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know one of mine, I just yelled. Yeah. Like I just was like, Rah! like it just came out yeah. and and it sounded I remember as I did it, I was like it because it startled everybody i was like that sounds so dumb but i was like whatever i'm a witch i'm in my own yard i'm doing some fucking witchcraft like yeah. if people think that it sounds dumb or weird they can fuck the fuck off yeah yeah right yeah. and i think that i went last so at first i was like this is so much pressure because I, yeah. I have so much time to think about it i went it. first it was terrible and <laughs> like i was like oh my god i'm overthinking this and then i just went up to the bowl and put water in my face and then i just like yelled out whatever came to yeah. me which was yeah, like slut, bitch, whore, you know, all the nice things in life. I only remember one of the things I said. I was like, we will not be silenced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was great. And I think the 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 
wrapping up of that. So we, everybody cried out into the night, said their words. We said, don't look at the bowl, you know, walk backwards into the night. Don't look at the bowl. Oh yeah. We couldn't look at the bowl. So that's real common with Hecate. Yeah. She's yeah. Don't look back. Um, so we, (laughs) Ace of base gym. Oh God. So excited. Oh, so many, but then we all made a circle and held hands and were like silent for a while. Yeah, and we didn't right? talk about holding hands. We just nope. all kind of Yeah, it was of just like, spontaneous. It wasn't yeah. like someone started it and everyone's nope. like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. Like, it was, like, completely in unison. Everybody just reached out, and it was it was a firm grasping. It was not, like, a kind of, like, a nice, firm, limp, hand. clammy. No, it was like we had just done something that was really purposeful, and... Um, it needed to be sealed. Yeah. 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 I don't even remember how we... Didn't you like stomp on the ground or something to make it? I don't know. There was stomping. Yeah, I remember that. Something. Yeah, I it was. It was very intense. though, as you can tell by the fact that we don't really remember it very yeah. clearly. Yeah. Um. Not because we it w- didn't make an impression or it was slapdash, but it was just so oh. in the moment that I was not having a running commentary in my mm-hmm. head about how to narrate it later. Like no. it just happened. We did not take notes. Either. It was super intense. Yeah. What did you think? Because this was like. Yeah. First time we've done something like that with you. I mean, we've done other stuff, but that was like a real. I remember feeling like jittery and like just like this surge of power afterwards yeah. just because we all felt so connected that we all held hands at the same moment. And then we all like finished like we all like were, were done at the same moment yeah. without even speaking. We all knew we were just in sync. It felt like. A- agreed. For realsies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then wise words, yeah, Lily. Thank so you. Don't underestimate like online things you find. It yeah. could turn out good. You That's never a know. Fact. You just gotta try. So, I mean, you know, some all of our the shit is just like online and podcast stuff. We're not published or anything. Some of the dippiest shit that I'll pull up though, like a ritual with water. Like you just never fucking know. Because I've done a couple of these where it just turns out really crazy. And you know, again, it's all about what you make of it and who's doing it and and it's always going to be organic if you're creating it yourself even if you do, even if you follow it straight to the t but you know what my best advice is to maybe don't do that <laughs> like just start with the bare bones you know kind of outline of something you do you man yeah and then let it go see what happens let it go please don't <laughs> please don't go there but basically just Disney. don't be afraid of your own power that's good advice. Don't be afraid of your Fact. own power. Speaking of people to be afraid of, Baba Yaga. Yeah, that's who the Ooh. fuck I chose. So I'll then I did my invocation. I'll read it real quick and explain it a little. We are the bony one, the ancient witch, the dread hag. We offer lessons that are learned, not taught. We offer light that is valued by one who has known darkness. We offer the rebirth achieved through only death. Wisdom we will grant if you dare to ask it. Assistance we will provide if you dare to request it. Power we will give you if you dare to take it. So um, some real quick backstory on Baba Yaga. As most people know, she's a Slavic witch. You know, she travels around on her little mortar and pestle, which is awesome. Um, But the reasons why I chose Baba Yaga is that um, she's not a goddess. She's a folk heroine in my eyes no she's a figure of um you know slavic and russian folklore but she's this she's really a representation of 
uh, nature. She's wild and untamable. She's kind of like this idea of womanhood herself. She's an outsider. She lives by her own like moral code. She's beholden to no one's expectations, you know, except for her own. So really, in one of the truest and purest senses, Baba Yaga is the witch. Like she is the witch, at least in the way that I think of it as the outsider um, and as being of her own moral code and she understands uh power and balance as well because nature is really all about power and balance i think but um so real quick in that invocation i said we because actually in um some in some of the stories uh it's said that baba yaga actually has two older sisters who are actually called baba yaga as well which i thought was kind of interesting so i was like Baba Yaga as more than one and we just you know sounds cool but um that's ap- weird like Hecate right like a triform You're, yeah and I thought oh. that was kind of interesting that there's like three Baba Yaga sometimes that's it's not in rad. all of the stories yeah and also um she is not necessarily an evil figure like she's really in in her story she's usually not the main bad guy she's just kind of there and she helps the um heroes or the heroines when they need it but she doesn't do it in an easy way like we offer lessons that are learned not taught like she doesn't teach you she forces you into situations where you have to learn and um we offer the rebirth achieved only through death like it's a painful um trying process but in the end you get what you want and or you learn what you need to learn uh through her usually and so then I uh, swept the circle. And the re- one of the reasons why I did sweeping specifically is um, because uh, Baba Yaga is very secretive. And so when she's like traveling around with her mortar and mortar and pestle, she uses a broom to sweep away her footsteps. So I swept the circle um, to kind of maintain that sense of secrecy and privacy and like the hidden power of what we were doing and also in this sort of symbolic way that what we were doing wasn't just for ourselves that the work was for us but it also wasn't for us like the concerns and issues and the things that we were bringing to the table were for (laughs) everybody like for everybody who feels this way so why and then while i was sleep uh sweeping i was saying uh which is goodbye in russian so that is what I did and why I did Baba Yaga. And then Sekhmet. Yes, I chose to invoke Sekhmet. And this was, again, one of my first invocations. Um, this is the first in Coven where I contributed my own writing. Yay! <laughs> it was so good. And uh, I chose Sekhmet, which if you know anything about me, I'm a very uh, cat person, cat lady. I'm cat woman. We know all about you. Yes, like I have a cat woman tattoo and... Uh, I I felt like it it was fitting. We she, probably should have just named you Cat. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Didn't think about that. Yeah, I feel like Jay fits. Though. Jay's good. Yeah, but I chose her because she's basically got a woman's body and a lion head. Like she's this fierce Egyptian goddess, like a like a warrior huntress. And uh, the reason I chose her is because she's a hunter and a protectress a warrior and a healer and she's both fierce and she's nurturing and I felt like it had that balance that I think represents me of like both rage and also caring and still 
you know, caring about what's happening to all the women and, you know, all the minorities and everything going on. I wanted a, a balance of that rage, but also concern and care for others. And basically, she is an Egyptian goddess, as I mentioned, and she, this whole story that's kind of fun is that Ra, the old king of the gods, sent the goddess Sekhmet um, to punish disobedient humans who were, like, basically rebelling against him. She rampaged over the earth. She was slaughtering humans and drinking their blood. (laughs) And uh, Ra changed his mind for whatever reason. Was all like, hey, I don't want you wiping out all of the humans. Like, I didn't really mean it, guys. And tried to calm her down, but she was like in a bloodlust. So it wasn't working. So basically, he filled a lake with a mixture of beer and pomegranate juice, looking like blood and tricking her. And she drank all of it and became drunk and like passed out and soothed her rage and uh basically i chose her because she's just this this raging like vengeance woman but she's also like a you know a lioness a protectress and here is my invocation sekhmet lioness and fiercest hunter of egypt may your claws cut down the unjust sekhmet the one who is powerful may your fangs devour hate sekhmet nestor the flame. May your light cast out the darkest of mankind. Sekhmet, Lady of the East, may you lead us to righteousness to protect those in need. We call on your bestial fury, your stealth and grace. We stand with you in vengeance. May they all hear us roar for for justice! And we all totally just yelled it out like that when she said it. And it was so great because Jay is a, a fellow nerd and cosplayer and um so kind of like you know when i think for justice i think of like the jla you know and and it can be so cheesy sometimes um comic book versions of of justice and and doing what's right and vanquishing the enemy but like in that moment like there was a little bit of levity but also like some deadly seriousness so i really liked it um what i who i ended up doing was um bagalamuki who is um, one of the ten Mahavidyas in uh, Tantric Hinduism. And they're all really fascinating characters, and I'm still learning a lot about them. But her primary iconography is she has a big club, and she's grabbing a demon by the tongue and beating him in the head. Yeah. And so her whole um, magic and symbolism is about silencing and paralyzing enemies. So... In the kind of more um, esoteric and occult worship of her, it was believed that her devotees could literally render someone speechless with their magic. And that was definitely something that uh, I felt like was needed in um, the post-election climate. There was just a lot of hateful speech, a lot of uh, alternative facts. <laughs> um and just really bombastic uh, people running their mouths in a way that n- normally I'm like, eh, whatever, sticks and stones. But like elected officials, like, it was just very unbecoming and, and very dangerous and, and egging on a a minority of of bigots and. Amen. Yeah, that, that had previously at least had the decency to know that that kind of behavior is not socially acceptable to feel emboldened to speak out and so in then in a more esoteric sense she represents the um spiritual liberation and 
um, many of the Mahavidyas uh, appeal because they um, are not caste based. So the destruction of caste, the destruction of those who would oppress, those who would um, talk down to you um, to paralyze your enemies in a uh, sense of justice, in a sense of um, the social hierarchy, in the sense of um, liberation uh, for your spirit. So she was definitely exactly who I felt like I needed to call on. And it was the first time that I had worked with her um, in a ritual with other people. So um, I did a very traditional kind of puja. Um, I read a um, long uh, invocation um, listing out her many names, which is very common in uh, that kind of liturgy. It's from the Rudra Yamala, and it's quite long, so I'm going to probably just go ahead and skip it. You can Google it. Um, but it just lists off her many names and her many aspects. And it's believed that just the the act of reading the names is a magical act in of itself and is transformative. And um, after that, um, we spent some time reciting uh, her mantra um, along to a recording. And for me, um, chanting is very, very trance-inducing because I'm very ADD and very talkative. So forcing myself to do something very repetitive is exactly what my brain needs as a trigger to turn off and go to another place. So um, we kind of just sat quietly and sort of listened to the mantra a few times and chanted it until it kind of like felt like enough. Traditionally, you would do um, 108 repetitions, which hers is rather long. So it would have taken probably about an hour and a half. So we didn't go for quite that long. But um, I just uh, I just think her iconography is really powerful and she's just really many of the Indian goddesses are so elegant and beautiful and graceful and she is not. She has wild hair. She's grabbing some dude by the tongue and like beating him with a big old club. So I just I, it's it was a chance for me to explore a deity that I'm, I'm just already getting to know. And I hoped everyone else enjoyed it, but I thought she was a badass. I thought the the chanting was amazing, and I w- was not going to get close to even being able to recite it. But it was it was super great. Do you want us to read us the translation real quick yeah. of the chanting? Her yeah. her mantra, which I'm not singing it to the tune that um, we were using, but it's Om Klim Bagalamuki Sarva Dushtanam Vacham Mukam Padnam Stambai. Jivam Kile Budhim Vinashai Hring Om Svaha. And that translates to, O Goddess, paralyze the speech and feet of all evil people, pull their tongue, destroy their intellect. Pull their motherfucking tongue out of their motherfucking heads. Yeah. Destroying intellect, that's the easy yeah. part, because there's not there much there. There is no there. intellect. There is no intellect there. <laughs> well. Way ahead of you. Yeah, fact. She's like, got that done. Give me the tongue. Oh, hey, that was a rhyme almost. Nice. And so after that, it was party time. Oh, we yeah. We got a witch bottle. Then oh, we got no. naked. No. We did, we, oh, I forgot about the witch bottle. Witch bottle. Witch bottle was after all that. So let's talk about the witch bottle. So who, who got the awesome bottle? It was me. Yeah. Scarlet. Way I had go. this big old, um, big old jug, apple cider glass jug, and of course, witch bottles are um, very, very ancient, traditional witchcraft uh, for protection, magic, and cursing. Um, the idea is like you put a bunch of shitty stuff in a bottle, 
and either to bottle it up to bind it away from you or um, to kind of put a surrogate uh, person or entity or something in the bottle with it so that those things will torment them and keep them from bothering you. So ours was kind of both of those things combined. Um, we all contributed some different stuff to put in the bottle. And as we kind of went along, we were all like, oh, shit. And like we're running around the house, like finding other stuff to put in there. Um, so it was pretty rad. What did you guys put in it? I put in my bloody tampon. Yeah, you did. That was probably that's the how you fucking curse. Someone. That was the fucking highlight of the night. Just, you know, you, d you did go in the bathroom. So thanks. Oh, yeah. I was ladylike about yeah, it. Thanks for that. <laughs> I didn't just pull it out in front I of I mean, you. if you would have, I would have been yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout some kind of giant like yell. It was just so apropos after the whole Donald Trump, Megyn Kelly blood Ugh. coming out of her wherever. Yeah. Like, yeah, blood's about to come out of my whatever. Yeah, we all we spit nails into it. Yeah, which is also a uh, way back in witch lore and and reintegrated into modern like exorcism movies and stuff. The idea of, of possessed people or witches being able to spit nails. So we told it was so satisfying. You guys it was Jay. What did you put in there? I you put black stuff. lipstick in there because I was looking through my purse and I was like, what would be fitting? What's yeah. rebellious? What's you know a symbol of anger and everything? I drew a really fucked up picture of Donald Trump. Like, I am not an artist. That is the first point that must be made here. Did we all do that? I th actually, I think, I think we you all and I yeah, did. Or the two of us. Yeah. Which is everyone. Which yeah. <laughs> all, all two. But yeah, now, now that you said that, I remember my picture because I drew him like all fucked up with like these crazy teeth nice. and like disgusting and like melting because that's what he fucking looks like. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure. His terrible, terrible hair. I drew like a swastika on his forehead and just like, yeah, it was it was gnar. And we did the curse words on a yeah. piece of paper and we got to get creative with it, like thinking of all the words. Yeah, yeah. every I mean like literally like curse words because that's kind of where they came from. They convey a curse. So like fuck like shit cunt like every faggot everything we could think of that i would normally like i don't ever say that f word the second f word yeah. out loud but like i was gonna say you say fuck all the, the time word <laughs> all the time. one i say all the time um but um just everything that's we like said pussy, pussy yeah. which is a big one for this election apparently yeah but, but that idea that those words have because when you hear They're them like you wince you know like ones that are really offensive and you know people get real upset and that the idea that that word has can can has power has yeah. is evil you know yeah. like can harm people so we wrote all of those out and put them in the bottle with it what else did we put in i feel like there was more in there there I was put some, some mandrake, mandrake root yeah oh, black pepper who put the black pepper in? i did um i put some vinegar yep um what else we all spit in it a bunch of times yeah. Yeah. and shit. Yeah. We did not shit in it. And no, shit, exactly. No. <laughs> no one shit in the bottle. <laughs> but we did. So then we, didn't we like shovel a hole out? We, yeah, we, we dug, dug a, a hole. And, uh, out in Scarlet's backyard. Buried it. And then. And then Lily peed on Lily it. Lily peed yeah. on it. Woo! I would have too, but I didn't need to pee, so. I'm pretty sure I did. But. I drink a lot. But then the next day, uh, my dogs peed on it. So. Yeah, Because they, they knew. They sensed it. They knew. They probably, they probably sensed your pee. I just realized I was the one with the bloody tampon. I was the one peeing on stuff. You just like, had am a I lot just like going the wild on in that animal? You have like a like, thing. You have a thing. <laughs> was, my thing is bleeding and peeing on people <laughs> or on things. The thing is very visceral. Yeah. Keep it up. Mm. I like it. 
but yeah, that was very satisfying. And then we like stamped on the dirt that we buried it in, and mm-hmm. just yeah, it was. It was, yeah. it was the whole thing was like really cathartic and this like really great release of everything that yeah. we felt. Yes, very much so. And I feel like it helped get us in motion as well because we ended up all four going to the Austin March together. And I feel like that was like a, a moment where we're just like on this the set path where we're not going to just be silent, that we're not going to let it pass. Yeah, even though some, you know, a month and a half so had passed between it, I felt like that cemented the fact that we were going to be active against, you know, whatever this regime may bring. Well, and for me, like, because I'm pretty politically active but the idea that like the four of us were sisters in this endeavor together not just witchcraft but um political activism so uh that kind of you know we keep mentioning that after the election we all were like depressed and angry and um exhausted but like to me having a moment of sisterhood was a little bit of a panacea to that a little bit you know um so and it's and also I, like a to, like a torch, like a be like to say, hey, okay, this is now a fire under your ass to actually do something. Like we have the platform to do things, we should do them. Especially all three of us are. I mean, we're women, but we're all you know white women. We're all women of European descent, and that comes with it a certain amount of privilege that has to be used. All four of us. Shit. <laughs> You're right. Just saying. Yeah. Three plus one. Three plus one. Blackbird just hold, held up four fingers to me. And at first I was like, yeah, I know you got four fingers. Like, <laughs> bitch. Like, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but actually, it's funny because my grandma, when she gets road rage and is flipping people off, she just waves her fingers and she <laughs> nice. yells, read between the lines. Oh, that's and I'm nice. like, grandma, put your fucking hand down, man. She's We're trying. She's trying to be polite. It's nice. No, absolutely. Like, I just think because it's oh god i don't know this could we could go on about this all day but somebody posted some bullshit about well, i don't know why you guys need to march i, I gotta go lo- fuck yourself i got a go lot to say about yourself. that but the first thing and the only thing i'm gonna say in this podcast is that i am doing these things for people that can't or that don't have the ability to and i think that's just i don't know that's just who i am yeah i'm not worried mm-hmm. about losing my job or people finding this podcast and like taking away my kids or mm-hmm. i'm a little uh, worried about it or people found this podcast and i lost my job i'm a teacher but i mean Me for the most part like you know i have i have an ability to to speak out and i have i have the luxury of being able to take time off and drive to austin the, on the weekend and, right and i think that that's the to kind of wrap up this episode um the purpose of this ritual was definitely to do some kind of proactive magic against a specific target, but that was really more of kind of a starting point. It was really more for us to kind of one blow off some steam because we were feeling like really dejected, um, kind of build up some sisterhood to know that we're not in this alone and to draw on some sources of in mythology and in history to kind of, have that well of anger and like righteous matriarchy and, like to galvanize draw. yeah yeah and, and be then, inspired by right. right so um but none of that is really useful unless you take real actionable action and i feel that way about all magic that you know if you want to think of it as an offering that you do the magic and then you have to do something out in the real world yep. to promote that that goal you can't just light a candle and then sit on your ass yeah so but especially for something with with social justice or political activism you can't just be reposting memes on facebook like you can't just be you know 
putting curses into a witch bottle like that's a good starting place and it feels really good and it's a good way to like bring people together but that's a first step you know absolutely which actually is a really nice uh, bringing us in to what our next podcast will be which we is, are gonna uh, keep going yeah we're gonna keep going we got so we much more to say last time and then there was a big um a big gap but life happens but um true that you're a big gap yeah Whoa. between your legs uh, between my legs is that what you're saying yeah, where the blood and the pee comes from it's my vagina <laughs> nice. um so uh our next podcast will be why witchcraft and why activism and um in between this podcast and that though you can uh email us at hex rated podcast at gmail.com you can visit scarlet's blog crescent over the crossroad you can bl- visit my blog whispers of the weird you can visit blackbird's blog pocket full of venom i don't know why this is so hard for me to say and also we are on the instagrams and on the facebooks the instagrams we are hex rated witches hex rated witches yes and we are hex rated or hex rated witches on facebook as well i think there's also a band called hex there is because we get like a lot of like weird people liking our page and i'm like cool bro you're gonna get all this stuff about witchcraft i think that's not what you were looking for but maybe it is (laughs) it is now true that Until next time, Hocus Hocus Pocus, bitches!